Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care. And we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com slash wonder. Marlene Bonin sitting in for Alex Pearson and... You know, we're talking a lot about health care, certainly in the province of Ontario. We know that there are cuts and a lot of people are upset about it. And it's an election year, so hang on to our hat. Health care is going to come back up. It is one of the great rituals of election time in this country because that is what we do. However, you know, we're learning more about where the services are. And we know in the province of Ontario, they're trying to make sure that things are really strategic. Well, my next guest is going to explain there are places where there are sick people and there are no doctors. Wendy Glauser writes on health and science in Canada, around the world, and published a piece in The Local. It's a magazine that looks at urban health and social issues in Toronto. Wendy Glauser, welcome. Thank you for being here. Thank you. All right. Are these healthcare deserts? Are there they places where there is no service? Yeah, uh, the way that we define them in the article is there um, places in the GTA where the health needs of the local population um, is high, and, and that's probably because they have uh, the average age of the population is higher. The rates of diabetes, obesity, mental health issues, etc., um, are higher. Um, and so we know from the data that they tend to be visiting the doctor, their doctors much more, um, and the access to health care providers as well. It is. Now, you give an example in West Hill. What is particular about West Hill and how does it play out there? So West Hill is a neighborhood in um, Scarborough and a lot of health deserts, again, places that have high health needs of the population and low access to doctors are in um, kind of the the suburbs uh, and inner suburbs of Scarborough and also in northwest Toronto. For West Hill, it's a neighborhood in, um, in Scarborough and the data shows that there's around 2.5 doctors providing uh, comprehensive primary care services for every 10,000 residents. And if we compare that to uh, Bayview Village, there would be 31, so 2.5 in West Hill, 31 per 10,000 in Bayview Village, or 58 uh, around Danforth and, and Broadview. So. Um, West Hill is an area where it's very difficult to find a family doctor. People have to travel very far. If, if they don't have a car, they may be traveling um, an hour by you know, taking two different buses to, to access a doctor. How does it happen? Why are these areas not serviced? Is this because of choice? Maybe doctors want to work in other areas or this lack of planning? What is it, Wendy? Uh, yeah, it's both of those things. Um, a lack of kind of overall planning in our health system. I think uh, doctors are um, independent contractors and they can sort of choose to set up where they want to for the most part and, and build the government for the work that they do. Um, so doctors tend to set up in places where they live. They tend to be higher income neighborhoods, more downtown, midtown neighborhoods. 
um, and, and and we're seeing that with uh, a, a lot of uh, concentration of, of family health teams. Everyone wants to be part of a family health team. Um, those tend to be concentrated much more um, downtown and in higher income areas. You know, it is not a new problem, and I'm sure you know that. And one of the areas that is it's almost um, very similar to is getting doctors to come to rural areas or other places, mm-hmm. you know, across Canada. If certain doctors may want to live in the big city, they might, may, let's face it, lots of people do. How do we get around this? Should it be mandated or should there be perks for doctors who want to work in these underserved areas? Yeah, so um, there are there are numerous ways, and and one would be uh, you know taxpayers pay for the education of medical students and residents. So um, we could say you know we'll we'll fund you more, but you have to promise to work in an underserviced area uh, after graduation for um, 10, 15 years. And another thing that tends to really work is, is doctors like to stay where they trained, and a lot of the training sites are downtown. Um, so if we can move those those training sites to the suburbs uh, and, and doctors can get used to those areas and practicing um, in, in those areas, they may want to set up their practice there. Um, community health centers are places that are mandated to, to serve high-needs populations. And so uh, they're not funded because they are they're not funded enough. They only serve 4% of Ontarians right now um, because they are very expensive. But I think uh, these should be funded more um, because if we pay more for primary health care uh, for you know marginalized low-income populations, that means less acute care costs down the road, less hospital care. Wendy, how and what other effects does this have? I mean, if those areas are underserved, then these people are going to have to go for special uh, specialists. And they have to travel. They have to travel mm-hmm. to some of the big facilities in downtown Toronto. And let's face it, we've got a lot of them, and they're fantastic. A lot of people want to be there. However, in the winter, it's hard to get there, isn't it? Especially okay. if you're, okay. you've got kids. It's very, very difficult. Definitely, yeah. If you have kids, if you're working, uh, you know, both parents are are working two jobs or you're a single parent, if you don't have a lot of vacation time, I think, you know, for most of us, uh, it's very difficult to find the time to see a doctor. And if you're adding on an hour or two of of travel time um, round trip, then then that can be a a real added barrier for people. Um, And a lot of the, the doctors who are working in these health deserts were saying that, you know, their their patients tend to come only when they're really sick. Um, and, and so that's going to, they're going to find things later. It's going to be more expensive to treat. It's going to be more difficult to treat. Let me ask you, you know, what about some of the patients? How are they being treated here? Like, let's say there are a lot of homeless in a certain area. We do a lot of talking about health care for all. It is very important to a lot of people in this country. Are there some grim statistics when it comes to who is actually getting treated? I mean, if there's not a lot of doctors, are there people being turned away? Um, yeah, there definitely are people being turned away, and I, I talked to doctors who um, work downtown, and uh, what, there, there are patients who are homeless um, when they're living downtown and they're homeless. Um, they, when they do tend to get social housing, uh, that tends to be in places uh, like Jane, Jane Finch, Jane Wilson, or 
complies with Scarborough. Um, and at that point, the doctors in those areas are already overwhelmed with the patients that they have, and they're not willing to take on another complex patient. So it can be very difficult for them to get the care that they need. Um, when, they're, when they're downtown, surprisingly, um, you know, being homeless downtown, it can be easier for them to get a doctor than when they're housed and, and living uh, in parts of northwest Toronto. For example, Wendy, we know healthcare is always under the gun. It is always stretched. Do we pay attention to this? I mean, are there people? It may seem surprising to some people who are listening to this that this is not part of a greater plan in the healthcare system. Yeah, definitely. And I mean, the the government has uh, tried uh, various new models, um, family health teams being one of them. Um, I, I think the funding model just. Uh, hasn't been um, designed really to to serve these kind of uh, high needs populations, um, more marginalized populations, um, because doctors aren't uh, really choosing to set them up in, uh, in in parts of Scarborough where they're needed, um, and and I think that's because these models like family health teams, they they pay, pay uh, doctors based on how many patients they have. So if you have a lot of really complex patients, you're not going to do as well. If, if you have um, a lot of patients who maybe only come to you once a year downtown, uh, it makes sense to set up a family health team. So uh, even though it wasn't designed in this way, I think family health teams have become this model that uh, we're seeing pop up a lot more in the high-income downtown Areas, So I think that funding model needs to be fixed um, to encourage uh, doctors who have a lot of sick patients that you will be paid well, even though, you know, you, you won't be seeing as many patients. And we know that you can't see as many patients because your, your patients are too sick. You know, this is, you know, we're talking about areas around the city of Toronto. Let's face it, though, again, this is a problem in Canada. We're a huge, huge country. And there's pockets of people who that are not in areas that are not very populated. What do we do here? Are we reaching Wendy, or is this just one of the downsides of living in an outside area? Now, the, the crazy thing about this: these are populated areas. There are areas in the Maritimes and north of Ontario where they're not, and people have to travel, and they know that. On the other hand, though, these are these are areas where people actually live and there is a high concentration. But is there really a solution here? Is there money to solve this or is it about money? I mean, I think it is about money and priorities. And, uh, you know, it comes down to, uh, you know, should we be paying doctors uh, is there a way we can incentivize doctors more to go to these more uh, rural areas, these underserved parts of, of the GTA? Um, and are we, are we willing to put our money where our mouth is and, and say that, uh, you know, all, all Canadians should have equity of access to health care and it shouldn't matter if it's what neighborhood or uh, if you're in a rural area? Wendy Glauser, thank you for joining us. We appreciate it. Thanks, Colin. Thank you. Wendy Glauser, as we talk about where the doctors are, are not necessarily where the sick people are. Wendy writes health and science in Canada, around the world. And the piece that we're discussing was in the local. And it is a Toronto magazine that looks at at health and social issues, specifically urban ones in the city of Toronto. This is Global News Radio.